0: Red FM
1: The Ole, Ole, Ole's have started at Royal Port Ross Shane Lowry is about to win the Open Championship he is on 15 under par he's 6 shots of his playing partner Tommy Fleetwood as they go down the 18th it's going to be an incredible moment when Lowry sinks that putt on 18 to confirm that he will lift the claret jug will have more on that across the course of the show also on the show this evening going to hear from the Cork minor ladies side who booked their place in the All-Ireland Final reaction from the Red FM Division 2 II and 3 Hurling League Finals today victory for Charleville and for Valley Rovers also going to look back on Cork's defeat to Tyrone We're going to preview Cork and Tipperary in the Munster Under 20 Hurling Championship Final on Tuesday and plenty more besides as well you're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM Here with you until 7pm this evening We will hopefully be celebrating a win for Shane Lowry In just a couple of minutes time As he strolls down the 18th hole um, at uh, Royal Port Rush. He is going to lift the Claret Jug It is going to be an incredible moment um, for Shane Lowry as uh, he uh, goes down the uh, 18th with his caddy there looking very calm very composed at the moment um, he looks calm, composed serene almost Dennis Kerwin is there he's actually standing on the 18th hole at the moment Dennis can you describe the scene there at the minute? That's oh, extraordinary, Rory. I mean, the, the
2: place is absolutely wedged solid with people and uh, it's just going to be one of those great scenes. I'm sure the crowd will filter in behind as Shane makes his way up 18th. And what a moment. An Irishman winning the first
3: Open Championship to be held on the island of Ireland in 68 years. It really is something, something special.
1: And not only that, he's one of the great guys, a really, really nice fella, lovely family, and it's just a brilliant, brilliant result. And the ole, ole, ole's have started around the course at the moment, have they? Yeah. They certainly have and I think we'll be hearing them long into the night a six-shot lead coming down the last one of the biggest
3: winning margins in Open Championship history and what a way to do it a really battling performance so today just won over his round in the worst of those conditions and very, very shortly he will join the likes
1: of Fred Daly Patrick Harrington Darren Clark and Rory McAloy and have his name inscribed on that
0: Paris jug in fact I think they're doing it as we speak
1: They certainly are Dennis I'll let you get back to it. enjoy that moment Cheers Rory that's uh, Dennis Carwin there at the course at the moment, waiting for Shane Lowry to uh, to lift uh, the claret jug. I will hopefully hear from Shane before the end of the show at 7 p.m. this evening. Just wrapping up the rest of the the action as we as Dennis mentioned, six shots clear uh, of Tommy Fleetwood at the moment. Uh, Shane waiting just to play his approach into the 18th green. Tony Finau finishing third today on seven under par, very solid round for him, even par, uh, two birdies, two bogeys uh, as he finished on seven under Lee Westwood Brooks. Cup got on six under par and then a five way tie for six the four way tie for six excuse me Robert McIntyre Tyrrell Hatton Danny Willett and Ricky Fowler All on five under power but an incredible uh, atmosphere now around the greens at uh, Royal Portrush as we await uh, Lowry's uh, coronation in the Red FM uh, Hurling League Division 2 and 3 finals uh, today Charleville winning the Division 2 decider this afternoon uh, as they defeated Mallow Uh,
4: Ciarán O'Regan was at that game this is his report full time in the Red FM Division 2 Hurling League final between Mallow and Charleville a win for uh, Charleville 3 goals and 16 points to 13 points. What was uh, an awful day for uh, Hurling? Well it started nice but it finished uh, very very poor with the torrential rain but uh, Charleville very much the uh, better side in the game today. Losing Darrell Fitzgibbon just before half time to an injury. He was probably the best player on the pitch up to that point. Cormac Murphy from Mallow playing well when he came on uh, subsequently taken off before the end of the match as well but uh, had a good game all the same but uh, Charleville very much the stronger team here. They now play in Division 1 of the Hurling League next year and they play Glen Rovers in the Senior Hurling Championship in three weeks time full time from Budapont in the Red FM Division 2 Hurling League Final Charleville 3-16 Mallow 13 points
1: yeah, we'll hear from Ben O'Connor of Charleville a little bit later on in the show. The Division 3 decider, Valley Rovers, defeated Watergrass Hill 115 to 211. hour one point win there for Valley Rovers. Shane Lowry's approach, uh, on 18 has just landed off the green. So he uh, puts his hands up to celebrate, takes in the crowd. He is enjoying this, enjoying this, he's celebrating. Uh, with his caddy, fantastic stuff uh, indeed. So he'll be crowned the Open champion in the next couple of minutes. Elsewhere, the Division 1 semi-final taking place this evening. Blackrock and St. Finbars going head-to-head in Porky Rin. And the second semi-final is tomorrow night. Sarsfield and the Piersic uh, meeting in Mayfield at half past seven. In Camogie, Cork are facing Waterford today. That game is in Walsh Park. Um, got underway at, uh, half past five and the latest score we have from there is, uh, Waterford leading six points to four. Um, elsewhere today in ladies football, the Cork minors are into the All Ireland final. They had uh, a six point win. Over Galway this afternoon, they'll now face Monaghan in the final. Colleen Duffy was watching this one for us.
5: A solid final quarter helped Cork minor ladies footballers to an All Ireland decider against Monaghan after a three thirteen to one thirteen win over Galway in very wet conditions in Nina today. Cork's goal scoring ability proved key as Dunmore's Claudia Keen and Katie Quirk from Bright Rovers both found the net inside a three minute spell, giving the Rebels a two three to two points lead on sixteen minutes, aided by a strong wind assist. John Cleary's charges opened up a 9 point lead but Galway cut the deficit thanks to a Lorraine Meehan goal Cork led 2-8 to 1-6 at the break Galway tagged on 5 unanswered scores to level the tie 8 minutes after the restart and although Cork pushed ahead with 2 Katie Quirk points Galway levelled on 43 minutes following scores from Elish Morrissey and Andrea Trill but the Connacht champions failed to score again as Cork pressed hard 1-2 from Corsi Rovers player Fiona Keating Key on the way to a 6 point win full time Cork 3.13, Galway 113. Colleen Duffy for Red FM Sport Nina.
1: Yeah, we'll have more on that game and just a bit some lovely scenes here at Port Rush at the moment. Uh, Shane Lowry's daughter has just seen him and shouted, Daddy! which was a lovely moment. You can see the smile on Lowry's face uh, when he saw his daughter and also uh, Greg McDowell giving his dad Brendan a massive, massive hug on 18 and you should hear the atmosphere here. It is something else. Uh, Stuff to be savoured here um, on the final green at uh, Royal Portrush and uh, the reaction to cheer when his puck goes in an 18 is going to be something else entirely absolutely
3: fantastic
1: stuff indeed alright at the Super 8's today Donegal and Kerry have finished level India calls at Croke Park Michael
3: Murphy with a free at the death to level the game an absolute cracker of a second half here in Croke Park Paul Ganey got Kerry's goal 9 minutes into the second half a mix up on the Donegal's D sent him free and he fired low and hard past Sean Patton and goals Michael Murphy got the goal for Donegal we got them back in the game from the penalty spot after Darrell Boyle was fouled by Gainey in the box. Donegal had the ball in the back of the nest two minutes later, but Hugh McFadden was deemed to have caught and thrown the ball into the net as opposed to fisting it. But it was end-to-end stuff. David Clifford and Paul Gainey, the star man for the kingdom, but Michael Murphy, the outstanding for Donegal again, scoring 1-7 on the day. He absolutely carried this side to a draw on Crow Park. The result leaves the group wide open. Donegal and Kerry on three points. Mayo on two points. Donegal face Ke- Mayo next week in Castle Bar. It's finished. Donegal Absolutely. 120.
1: Kerry 120. Yeah, it's the, uh, that was the full-time report there from that game. Entertaining stuff indeed between Donegal and Kerry. Mayo, meanwhile, have beaten Meath by nine points this afternoon. Maura Trasney Kelly. watched it.
6: Mayo, 217 Mead 14 points. Both sides brought their inaccuracies to co Park today and both left their shooting boots at home. It's just that Mayo were the least worst of the two in front of the posts. It took until well into the second half for the Westerners to kick into gear, thanks to substitute Andy Morin, who came on and immediately made a difference. But even then, Meads consistently had an answer, despite losing their top scorer, Mickey Newman, to injury in the first half. That is until a Kevin McLaughlin goal following a brilliant attack with under 10 minutes to go, and we saw a Meade collapse very Similar to last week's, topped off by another Mayo gold following a penalty in the dying minutes. Full time here at Croke Park. Mayo 2.17, Meath 14 points.
1: Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood just uh, finishing up here now. He's uh, carried it, uh, a par there to uh, on the uh, 18th uh, to finish at uh, 3 over par, 4 of the day, 74 for him to finish on 9 under par. Shane Lowry now um, has to put to win the Open Championship, um, but he's got six shots to spare. So. Um Unless he putts as badly as I do, he'll be the Open champion in the next 60 seconds there or thereabouts. All right, elsewhere today in uh, Football Cork City facing Kilkenny in the Women's National League this afternoon and has finished in a big, big win uh, for uh, the uh, girls uh, in green, the Rebel Army finishing today. A 7-1 victory was how that finished this afternoon, so congratulations indeed uh, to the Rebel Army on that fantastic win in Bishopstown, the Ireland under-19s, meanwhile in action in Euros uh, against the Czech Republic, now uh, that game is about seven minutes old, and it is uh, scoreless. Uh, Shane Lowry putting his third shot within um, a foot, not even a foot. You should see the smile on his face as he stands over this putt to win the Open Championship. He has sunk it. He is taking it in hands aloft. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Fantastic, fantastic stuff indeed from the awfully man carrying a one-over par round of seventy-two today to finish on fifteen under par sensational scenes at uh, poor Rush as he uh, greets his wife and uh, his uh, child he gets a big hug from his daughter and uh, this magic and I can only imagine uh, the atmosphere there at the moment I've seen watching this with the, the sound turned down but absolutely fantastic stuff Shane Lowry is the Open champion sensational stuff hopefully hear from him before the end of the show Alright, we are going to start with uh, Gaelic Games, and uh, as I mentioned, uh, the Cork Minor ladies uh, beating uh, Galway today 313 to 113 to put their place in the All Ireland final. The Minor captain is Abby O'Mahony, uh, and she's both calling.
5: Abby, what a win and the manner of that victory and to play in conditions like that. It, it was some second half display.
7: I know the conditions have a lot to do with it to be honest. It was very hard fielding the ball like we could see out there, you know, it could pass two players easily, so we all had to be on the ball really, and um, ready for the next ball. <laughs> to expect the unexpected really. <laughs>
5: and that's it. I mean you had a, a good command and lead coming into half time. Then Galway got that goal to cut it to five points. They leveled with five unanswered points, but you never gave up by I suppose both teams had that dominant spells of play in the game.
7: Yeah, I think it was a bit of a dog fight to be honest. Like both teams put their all in and I think every team always has their ten minutes of victory, but like we were able to keep in there same as
5: Galway Fair Placement, so it was a good game. Dogged determination, I think that's one way to describe this game. Exactly. Like especially out in these conditions it's hard to play like the way
7: you'd usually play, I suppose, but you know, we were able for it and we are used to playing in these conditions, you know. I'd say we we're more used to things conditions then, sunny. <laughs>
5: Delighted to be captain in a site going into an All-Ireland final now.
7: Absolutely, and with the team I'm with, you know, it's such an honour, really. Um, I love every minute of it, and training and playing matches with the girls, it's, you know, nothing better. You
5: know? <laughs> and the importance of the bench, you a couple of subs came in as well who showed their worth, and you really had to press hard against the tough Galway defence, even though you scored three goals today.
7: I know, um, they, as I said, they kept on at it, but like with the team and the squad, we have, you know, we just keep on fighting and I don't think... um you know, it's a negative uh, at all when the subs come on. If anything, they drive the team on. So that's what makes us special, I suppose.
5: <laughs> Some great scoring from Fiona Keating as well.
7: Yeah, she is a very dependable player. Like you know, you can always like pass the ball into her and Katie Quirk, and you know, they're great at fielding, Like all the for- forwards, really, they're great at fielding, and then they turn and shoot. There's just one thing on their mind,
5: really. <laughs> Delighted and looking forward to the All Ireland already.
7: Exactly, exactly. And you know, the last two years now, um, uh, we were beaten by Galway, so. That's that makes it all the
5: sweeter. <laughs> all the best with the preparation. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Yeah,
1: it's Abby Mahoney there speaking to Colleen, uh, the court minor ladies' captain after their win over Galway today. 3.13 to one thirteen was how it finished. Um, Shane Laurie hugging everyone at Royal Port rush uh, as he makes his way to the Scorers Hut. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant stuff to see now. Great, uh, to see uh, pod Carrington and Gray McDowell waiting there to give him a hug um, as he uh, walked off the 18th green. Um, fantastic stuff. And, uh, the presentation there for the Clark job going to happen very, very shortly. But our court minor boss is John Cleary. He's been in conversation with Culling.
5: Cleary, uh, what a win and uh, I suppose uh, people look at goals, they look at different things but a high standard of football that you'd expect from an All-Ireland semi-final played in dreadful conditions, very heavy rain for most of the game here today Nina.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, um, look we came up here expecting a real tough, tough battle and as I said, uh, Galway had beaten Cork two years ago in the 16 beat us in the minor final last year so you know, a lot of those players had played against each other the last couple of years, they had got the better of us there in the last couple of occasions and all uh, girls really had to dig deep there in the second half and as I said the weather conditions turned nasty but look we told them this morning you know that's 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 a leveller. And it was the same for both sides. And, you know, thanks be to God, our girls showed massive grit, determination and never say die when Galway brought it back to level with the wind and the rain behind their backs. And, you know, we we really put in a massive last 15 minutes.
5: Often seeing that grit, determination, you know, they're massive clichés in sport, but they really rang true today.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Now, having said that, we also had no easy level of skill like, you know, the skill that we showed together with the, the Determination and the grit, uh, that's what got us over the line. And uh, as I said, look, at it, we couldn't buy a kick out there for 10 12 minutes. But fairness to Sarah, she picked out two massive long kick outs, got us up the field, and we got two pints out of it, which give us a, gave us a small cushion. Uh, and then Fiona's goal like, was, was, was really the icing on the cake. And you know, Fiona's a class player, already won an all and Camogie medal this year. So, you know, it, it, it was a dream come true for a lot of those girls to get over Galway, get to a final. But look, that's another day out playing money and the final now um, so it won't be easy no the medals given out today but we hope that we'll settle down now and take that as it comes in two weeks time and
5: reflecting back on the game today um, I suppose before half time Galway got a goal and then the five points at the start of the second half unanswered suddenly an eight point turnaround and you were level but you came back well after that again there, there was I think it was level once after that but once Galway levelled for that second time in the second half he held them scoreless from the 43rd minute on and it
0: was that strong finish which really was the winner today it was yeah like um, you know we, we said at halftime there look you, you know whatever way this game goes Galway could be backing it in a flash the way the conditions were you know soft goal or you know what I mean but they, they tacked over points and we couldn't buy a kick out there and they pressed up, and, uh, uh, up on us and, but we always felt that if we got to the last 10 minutes that our fitness level you know, we trained savagely hard at the start of the year, January and February. You know, because we we, we had a very tough monster campaign to come out of, and Kerry and Tipperary were outstanding teams. So, um, you know, it, it was a case of weathering the storm there. And once they never led us today, like, and once they didn't get ahead, one, two, three, or four points ahead, I felt we were always in with a chance because I knew we'd come good in the last ten minutes.
5: And looking ahead to Monaghan, I think they had a relatively close game as well against Mead. Nothing that you wouldn't expect from another. Ireland semi-final it's going to be
0: a home dinger of a final now it is yeah um, we, we played Kildare in the start, the start of the year in a challenge match and you know they beat us comprehensively by 7 or 8 points and meet beat Kildare so if Manon, you know have, have come along that line of form you know we'll be expecting a huge huge challenge and look as you know in Ireland finals there's nothing, there's nothing given away soft or easy and if we don't perform on the day we won't win and simple as that they've come through a tough test today
5: a tough uh, side in Galway very good defensive display by them also in tough weather conditions you know their battle turn now ahead of this decider.
0: yeah well we would hope so but look I suppose look a lot of that is forgotten the day you go today the final and you know hopefully girls will react to it well and that they get stuck in and that you know they won't be too nervous or anything like that and we just again have to perform and perform the way we did today when the going gets tough we just got to knuckle down and fight Uh, what I would say about this team they're a very very honest bunch of girls there isn't a huge lot of stars in them in, in that they work like Trojans for each other, and a lot of them there have never won an All Ireland, so they would be completely looking forward to getting in and playing the All Ireland final, and hopefully that they'll get over the line and get their first All Ireland medal.
5: Well, well done today, and all the best in the side. Thanks, minute Thank. Yeah, that's quite enough. You talking to court
1: Minor boss John Cleary? Fantastic stuff from them to win three thirteen to one thirteen over Galway this afternoon, and to book their place in the all-Ireland final where they will face Monaghan Uh, congratulations indeed uh, to them Uh, still uh, scores between Ireland and the Czech Republic in the under-19 euro clash 15 minutes gone on the clock there two results as well from the SSC Electricity League Premier Division today Boves have beaten St Pats by three goals to nil Shamrock Rovers about a 7-0 win over UCD so that means that Shamrock Rovers are now five points behind Dundalk Dundalk though do have that game in hand alright uh, going to continue to talk Gaelic games and we're going to talk about the Red FM division uh, two hurling league final now because Charleville uh, were in action today and they've defeated Mallow 316 to 13 points without finish in Budaphan today Kieran was there and he spoke to Charleville boss Ben O'Connor
8: Staff here, uh, we were disappointed that we weren't put straight up into the senior league uh, after winning the championship last year, uh, but uh, we said this is one of our goals earlier and we knew that the league was going to be played off before championship was played off again so we said this is one of our goals to get as many wins as possible and try and get into the final, look, we're after getting there and we're after winning against the local rivals in Mellor, so good game before championship to get rid of
4: Yeah, Yeah, um, I was going to say that uh, it's just before championship that's on in a couple of weeks uh, like you said, the second half probably Pedro to smile, well, but the first half was certainly. Uh good
8: build-up I suppose for us yeah I suppose look I, uh, we were up maybe five against the breeze in the first half and turned over with a gale behind us in the second half and look I suppose on top of us for the first five or six minutes and then we took control with the extra engine as well around the middle of the field so I thought that was a big hit us us but look I was just delighted with the way the boys played and the way the fellas are uh, working uh, hard for each other and um, I think look it's uh, a positive set move forward for us and uh, hopefully we can build on it um,
4: you mentioned there as well last year was a disappointment not uh, getting to go up to the top league which I suppose you could look at it back then and say that's going to be prove a, a of hindrance when we're playing senior teams in the, in the championship uh, you're after the first round now you'll have the second round now um, but look you are going to be up there next year
8: yeah, we'll be up there now next year and uh, it is a chance to pitch yourself uh, against the big guns and see uh, where you really stand. Uh, I suppose for us now, this is done and dusted. we we'll forget about it. The boys will enjoy tonight and we'll get over and done with And the uh, championship is the next big one for us. We've taken in three weeks' time and if we don't win, we're back down to senior B, which in everyone's opinion is honestly the intermediate hurling. And that's what we'll be back down to. So look, that's the big game that we have to go forward to now. And uh, look, we hope that maybe on the day the Glead might be a little bit under... I'll perform a little bit under themselves and then we, we might come up with a big one
4: and uh, I think Dara went off with a, a possible injury there during the game as well
8: yeah Dara at half time just before half time he got a bang the, the elbow so he at half time uh, mostly took him off to the hospital to have so look it looked bad at the time uh, we were hoping that it won't be too bad because uh, he's a big part in our team and we just hope that uh, it's only a knock but it didn't look too good
4: and look uh, just prep for the next two or three weeks for Glenn what's the, the plan on you I said you leave the lads enjoy this one now for us
8: yeah look I suppose uh, it's going to be a little bit uh, scattered as far there's junior football next Friday night there's junior hurling next Sunday and there's junior football the following Tuesday night so I looked at kind of breaks it up a small bit for us but we'll try and get uh, maybe a couple of matches in and try and get the boys uh, refreshed again and try and get them going
1: yeah, it's Ben O'Connor there uh, speaking after uh, the uh, win today in the Red FM Division 2 Hurling League final over Mallow and uh, best of luck to as well um, hopefully not as bad um, as they fear or as as it's feared after being taken off uh, injured today so best of luck indeed uh, to him Shane Lowry is about to receive uh, the Claret Jug um, sensational scenes the Sazita crowds around the 18th green uh, as they wait for uh, the presentation, uh, Shane's celebrating uh, with a bottle of Diet Coke with his, uh, his wife and his daughter. Uh, lovely stuff indeed. But um yeah, he's going to lift the Clare joke in a few minutes and the uh, reaction is going to be absolutely incredible. All right, uh, I'm going to get some post-match reaction from uh, Mayo's win over uh, Meath. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, the Mayo manager, James Horan, uh, after their 2.17 to 14 points win earlier on um, this afternoon at Croke Park.
6: The end of matches, post match yet again. May all survive to live another day.
9: Yeah, we we, we we'll keep fighting. That's um, that's, that's for sure. Um, to win by nine points, we're, we're delighted. Um, the amount of possession we have, we had particularly in the first half, um, and that we just kicked away and threw away cheaply is, is we, we wouldn't be happy with that aspect. But to to um, to come through, win it, and get nine points nine points up. We're with that. Uh,
6: to my uneducated eye watching it, I felt there was two turning points. One was that when Kogan was bearing down on goal and your keeper somehow managed to save it. That was in the first half. And then the second half, the introduction of Andy Moran. Uh, so many managers would be delighted to have the likes of Andy Moran in their toolkit.
9: Yeah, Andy Andy made a huge impact when he came on. There's, there's, there's no question about that. As did, you know, Kieran Tracy and, and, and a few other guys that came on. Um, and We've been doing that all year. A lot of our subs have been making big, big, big changes and big plays. You know, James McCormick came on and Owen Dunhu did well as well. So, but, but, but Andy was certainly um, superb today when he came on, um, using all his craft and guile, and was a real outlet for us when a ball inside. So, yeah, he, he was superb when he came on for sure.
6: It must be a great position to be in, but probably a head-wrecking one as well. I have images of you sometimes lying awake at night wondering, do I start Andy? Do I keep him as an impact? It's a great position to be in, but you must sometimes be wondering, have I made the right decision until things come off?
9: Oh, yeah, that's the, um, that's, the, that's, the, that's the nature of the, uh, where we are. You know, it's a it's, uh, in, in this game, you're judged that if you win, everything's right. If you're, if you're, if you don't, everything's wrong. And that's not, that's not the case. You know, that's not, it's never the case. But uh, to, to have him as an option and, and playing so well, and still so energetic and, and energising, and trying to bring the guys around him into the game, it's, it's, it's just great to watch.
6: You've got an interesting game now coming up, Donegal at home, and the Super Eights like Mayo for years, a bit of a roller coaster
9: yeah we're, we're compelling good um, to watch yeah which is um, um, okay but we have two weeks now to prepare for a game so, so we that's great because we've we've, we've travelled up and down the country and, and uh, knocks and bangs so to be able to plot out and plan um, for, for the game is, is great and the players are already looking forward to it so uh, we'll, we'll enjoy the next two weeks
6: when you say plot out and plan now is that because you know it, it, you had a great result against me which is obviously really going to help you if scoring difference comes into play but Donegal are a different beast, and they're at home. Uh, that'll be great to watch, but I'd imagine heart attack inducing as well for you.
9: Yeah, we're home, so so uh, playing them, so um, that, that'll be that'll be good. But uh, Donegal are a very good team; we know that. But uh, we're a really good team if we can if we can iron out a few bits and pieces, and we'll work really hard to do that.
1: Uh, but we are going to reflect on Cork's uh, defeat last night, as they were beaten by Tyrone in Croke Park. Um, the the rebels controlled the first half, but their opposition took hold. For the following thirty-five minutes, and as good as uh, end of Cork's interest in this year's All-Ireland Championship campaign, despite having to play Ross Common in Parkman in two weeks. Boston Ron McCarthy spoke briefly to Kiron following the game.
10: <laughs> Rolling, obviously uh, disappointed last uh, night, uh, Tyrone. Yeah, look, um, disappointed. We had controlled the game in our own hands and a kind of a mad period, a whirlwind period where we conceded 2-2. Two, two. Um, this was given the impetus to go ahead but we were for one thing and we, you know, we kept that up and we'd come falling short end. There was some
4: fantastic positives in the first half, especially that start, the goal from duke after a minute and a fantastic play to
10: set that level up as well. We had some very good, um, some good to play and, and we were very controlled in the way we played the game the first half but um you have to spend the money in these matches for, for 70 minutes and beyond and uh, you know we've, we've paid uh, a very heavy price for a period where you know a period of the opposition's dominance where they got the maximum return from it um, uh,
4: you mentioned that maybe have, having to go for the 70 minutes possibly against Dublin and, and today just going off a small bit with maybe 10 minutes left to go or so
10: is that that's obviously a worry I suppose is not it? No. Yeah. Okay. em um, this is the way I went and uh, um, those are, looks are demanding games and um Look, we've managed to play with their there physically as best we can and uh, we were going right up to the end but uh, we, as I say, we just didn't even know. Have
4: a, a week off now and then uh, Roscommon at home and parkouring. Yeah, look, we're back in
10: training next week and uh, we prepare for the game and, um, you know, uh, obviously, look, we, we can't qualify but we'll prepare for the game as if we could and uh, we do have to can try and
4: The subs that came on uh, played very well especially Michael Hurley uh, putting their hands up for a starting place in that game.
10: That, that, that's a yeah. deep squad and... Um, you know, and Michael did well and John did well when he we came on um, and so on but, uh, and, but we, we put them in early trying to get some impetus and, and get back into the game for wind Any injuries? Not very aware about the moment okay.
1: Yeah, it's Ron McCarthy you could hear how disappointed he was after that defeat uh, to Tyrone last and I'm going to hear now from uh, Mickey Hart uh, speaking after the win over Cork
6: and a self-inflicted wound, especially in the first half.
11: Well, I mean, uh, Cork out of the traps very fast, and, and they were very efficient. A goal in such an early time set us back a lot. And then, when we thought we were coming to terms with it, they cracked the second one. So, yeah, it made life difficult for us. But I think it showed a lot of character in the players that they were able to deal with it.
6: Half time wasn't long enough.
11: Well, we had a lot of things to do at half time. We had much to change and much to rearrange, so we needed that time, and and I think we used that time wisely because we came out with a, a permutation that worked first in the second half.
6: You definitely will go down in history as one of the biggest strategies of Gaelic football, and we were watching it, and I was watching you from the press box, and it was obvious changes and tweaks needed to be done. You were very calm, and did you choose to wait till half time or did you just think, if I tinker with it now, things might go even more haywire? I just wondering, why did you leave it till then?
11: Well, I mean, we just, I suppose, hoped that we'd get to half time because you have more time in the changing room to really think through what you want to do and to talk about how that might work out on the field if you make sort of piecemeal changes while the game's going on it sometimes doesn't be the best solution so we were sort of keeping our fingers crossed and hoping we wouldn't go any further behind until half time
6: and you came out and obviously that strategy worked because come the second half, it was a whole different ball game, two, two very quick goals.
11: Yeah, it was very important that we'd get back into the game and as quickly as possible. And I suppose to do that, we did need goals and we created those chances and, and we took them and that was just brilliant. It, was, it made us it great to look up and think 10 minutes into the game, we were now back in front from a, at one stage maybe seven points down. So that was very encouraging for our players.
6: You've been taking the Scenic to this summer, but of course it all changes now in the next few weeks. You'll be welcoming the champions to Oma, and that's where people, you know, they do call it senior hurling, even though it might be Gaelic football.
11: <laughs> well, look, it's nice to have Dublin playing Dublin anywhere at any time, and I think the town of Oma will be glad to welcome them. They did a, they did a great welcome for them last year, and they brought great numbers and great colour to the town. So I think maybe the business people will be uh, looking forward to them as much as the team.
6: What about the line painters?
11: <laughs> well, we're not worried about that too. <laughs>
1: Right, that's Mickey there speaking after their win over Cork last night. Shane Lowry has his hands on the claret jug. He is uh, getting photographs taken in front of the stands and he has, has has a smile as big as you could ever imagine. This was his uh, speech uh, after he had just been uh, given the claret jug.
12: Wow. Um. What can I say? Uh, I just have so so many people to thank. Really, um, first of all, I'm on the R&A for such a great event. Um, you know, to have an Open Championship here on the Island of Ireland in Royal Port Rush Golf Club is just amazing. I've got I, I love this place. It's one of my favorite places in Ireland, and uh, to be able to come up here and play an Open Championship was great. And uh, yeah, so to um, I suppose. I have a lot of people in my backroom team that I have to thank, um, and I'm, you know, my coach Neil, um, my caddy Bo, my management, um, you know, everybody. Just uh, I, I wouldn't be, I definitely wouldn't be standing here without them. Um, my family um, what can I say, my mum and dad (sighs) they sacrificed so much for me when I was younger and I'm so happy that I can hand them this trophy tonight My wife and my little girl Iris, and um, to have them here today is just extra special. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what to say. Um, last, last but not least, uh, the volunteers and all the fans. I mean, thank you so much. Uh, this one's for you
1: already uh, a little bit lost for words there after finally getting his hands on the claret jug uh, but very nice sports there uh, indeed alright going to talk about uh, hurling again in the Division 3 uh, Red FM uh, Hurling League final um, Valley Rovers defeated Watergrass Hill one fifteen to fifteen two going to hear briefly from their boss uh, John Hurley speaking uh, to our Katie Malone
6: okay, I'm here with John Hurley after their win today how do you feel?
11: I'm delighted with victory, victory, um, super preparation for championship, it was, you know, we're Division 3, no good fears, and it's great for the future of the club to get up a division, be playing High Standard League, Valley Rovers consider themselves a strong club, good young lads coming through, and it's um, so we're from that perspective to get up a league and raise a Standard League next year, but as a championship preparation, extent you can't, these are the games you need, and I suppose the competition was run so well this year, it was a credited county board, you know, it's, it's grand for us as winners, but be playing competitive games this time of year, and have, the, have the league finished by the into end of July is, is, is super, you know. There
6: was a last minute
7: goal there at the minute. Were nerves kind of playing up yeah. or were you kind of confident enough?
11: You'd never have been beaten like the Watergrass Hill or an East Park team, and they're never beaten, so we're just praying for referees the referee to blow the whistle. momentum was probably with to hill, you know. We, we couldn't kill them off. So we went up four, we went up five, they brought it back, we went up five again. We could not kill them off, but listen, they're the games you need, and it's, it was a battle. It turned out to be a battle in the end, but we're delighted. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, boss John Hurley there speaking after Valley Rovers went over Watergrass Hill today, one fifteen. To two eleven was how it finished this afternoon. So congratulations indeed to Valley Rovers. Elsewhere in the Euro nineteen uh, clash at the moment, Ireland are taking on the Czech Republic. Still scoreless there. Thirty one minutes on the clock. All right. So I've got to the good hurling Cork taking on Tipperary on Tuesday in the Borgotch Energy Munster Under Twenty Hurling Championship Final. Cork defeated Tipperary and Ash's final but lost to the same opposition in the All Ireland Final. afterwards, Kieran spoke with wingback Rob
4: Downey ahead of the game yeah Rob look I won't uh, dwell on it too much but after that loss uh, against Kilkenny is it hard to get yourself back in the zone for a, a Munster final
13: um, no not really to be honest with you if anything it kind of it, kinda, it makes you want to play, uh, okay. play Hurling again you know you want to get back up on the horse again yeah. straight away like so as far as like <clears throat> we're lucky enough that I'm lucky enough that I'm young enough to stay on the 20 like, so I still have that to look forward to and keep myself back and play this for the summer like so I'm, I'm just lucky that way. Yeah.
4: yeah. How important is it to have that match so soon uh, after the, the a loss like that?
13: Um, I like I don't know what you say. It's important, like, but I don't know. It helps a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. you're trying the flat out since I don't know in December, November. Like, so when you when they lose, like, it's kind of heartbreaking. Like, and all you want to do, like I said, is just get back out there again and get a feel for things again and it's nice too to be able to go back to the finish you kind of played with you know, since you're 14 or 15 I saw mm. it, is, it is nice yeah. it is nice yeah.
4: uh, you're taking on a very very tough tip team um, have you seen much of them this year? I'm sure you have yeah, the no. video analysis and that but otherwise
13: yeah yeah I, no I actually haven't seen much of them to be honest yeah, they only had one game against Waterford and yeah. they, they beat them fairly completely in the end like, but um like we know, we know what a team. Like we we played them twice, twice, and we were at, at the minor level. And you know, they, we were we were probably lucky to get out of a thornless that night. The night they went to we replay, and like they're a unbelievable team, like and they're very good players and stuff. So we'd have to be at our best to <clears throat> to turn them over, like so.
4: Yeah, he had two tough enough games. Oh, well, if, if you look at the scoreline, you might think uh, Cork walked them, but there were two tough games against Limerick and and Clare so far this year.
13: Yeah, they were, and I suppose, look, um, the Limerick game, like, you know, it's your first game of the year, and I suppose, they're, they're all training, they're training for so long to, to play this game, and mm-hmm. when it finally comes around, you'll be a bit edgy, a bit nervous, and that, and I suppose it's hard, too, your first match, you know, because because of the nerves you to get the best out of yourself, but I think it kind of stood to us end for the 2nd declare game, because, you know, we were kind of a bit used to it, you know, it was in party ring again, it was the following week, and... We were uh, we were kind of a bit more used to it, and it just it stood to us a small bit, yeah, because you know, like being around, being around each other, and knowing how it works and that, and and getting the best of yourself, like so. Yeah, it stood to us big time.
4: Yeah, the um, you, uh, you mentioned there already, you played both those games in Inn but the finals going to be up in uh, Thurlis. Now I don't think any player would ever say they they don't want to play in Thurlis. Most players do want to play there, but uh, will that have any make any difference?
13: No, no, definitely not. I um, suppose <sighs> traditionally, car teams like going off the tourist like So um, I look at the end of the day, there's only a pitch like, and the crowd will be there and all that. Like but <laughs> once you're out and you're warming up, like you just block all that out and you just concentrate on your own job and the fellow you're marking and that. So um, to be honest with you, I don't think it makes much of a difference. Cork, like I said, car teams love going up there and look, um, it's the best pitch in Ireland. Like so, yeah. you couldn't complain about it.
4: Yeah, um, Cork were beaten in or sorry, Cork beat Tip in the monster final last year. Lost out to them in the the All Ireland final. Is there uh, an element of wanting revenge this time out? Has Dennis mentioned anything?
13: Uh, no, he hasn't really. We look, we know how we know how good this Tip team are. We know we'd we'll be at our best to to beat them. I, I think our last two performances, if we played the way we played in the last two games, I don't think we'll beat them. And we know ourselves we've a lot to work on. And there's not really much talk in revenge, to be honest with you. It's just as a job to be done and we're just we're focusing on doing it and trying to get the best out of ourselves every time we go trying to to execute the job on the day, so that's it really.
4: Yeah, um it's a it's a bit of a different grade this year. It's under twenty as opposed to the the under twenty one as it would have been last year. Has that had any effect on the team?
13: No, not really, I suppose, like no, it has not really. We have we have fellas too from from the younger age team, like um, you know Sean Toomey, Tommy O'Connell, and all. And they all came in like if we, we lose out in a few players, a few players that would uh obviously with the games we would we would, would like to have like, but um I suppose every team is the same like so. No, to be honest, it doesn't really, it doesn't make much of a difference. It's it is well. in every team around the country the same, you know. So like it's for everybody. So yeah, yeah. No, no, not, not too much of a difference.
4: Uh, for for yourself, you've been involved in the the senior squad this year, and you got some game time as well, which is obviously very important for your own for yourself. But uh, uh, has that helped you develop even more for games like this? You know, like the importance of the the type of game and, and you know when you go into Munster Championship games the the atmosphere and just the the tenseness maybe of the, the games it'll be this is a Munster final there would be some element uh, small but similar maybe
13: yeah yeah it does I suppose look <coughs> like you said when you're involved with the senior team and, and the way especially the way the Munster Championship is and you match every week you kind of I wouldn't say you get used to playing Championship matches because you're always going to be nervous before them, but yeah. you certainly become a bit more accustomed to how things work and that but um, yeah it, it does help it, it does help a lot I suppose you're kind of you, you, it's like you've been there before and you know at the end of the day you're, you're able to just to yourself it's only the other game and, and you just focus on the small things and make sure you get, get the basics right and that so yeah it, it did it did help a lot I suppose being involved with the senior team because of because like I said the way their, their own Robin goes in the Mother championship that there's a, a match every week and. You just become accustomed to
4: playing big games like that. Yeah, it did help a lot. Yeah, yourself, Jim involved in that senior team. Um, there's a few other fellas on that uh, under-20 squad, maybe putting their hand up as well. I think Shea- Shane O'Regan from Otagrass Hill has been getting a lot of uh, plaudits for the the past week for his catching ability. But um, it, there's more than just Shane uh, that will be putting up their hand for a, a, a place uh, on the the training panel at the very least for next year's senior squad.
13: Ah yeah, look. There's, I think a few of the lads have already been in there at yeah. start of the year. That there was a good, good chunk of us in there at start of the year, and um, so fellas have been in and around it and they've experienced what it's like. And um, yeah, like you said, there's lots of fellas putting their hands up, lots of fellas playing well for us. And um, like you said, there Shane O'Regan has been has been playing very well for us in the last two games. And there's a lot more as well. But I think at the moment they're all just focused in the twenties, and that's a, You know that's their only team that's their only focus at the moment so they're not looking too, too far ahead to the to making the, the training panel next year aren't they so they're just uh, keeping their heads down and yeah. uh, focusing on the 20s that's all
4: yeah well look uh, Rob we'll leave you at it uh, thanks very much for joining us on a big revanche
13: cheers bye thanks man
1: yeah, it's Rob Downey there speaking to Kiran ahead of uh, Tuesday's Borgash Energy one under 20 Hurling Championship Final Cork taking on very, very best look indeed to the Rebels. Alright, uh, Shane Lowry has given his uh, post-match uh, post-match, post-round interview uh, to Sky Sports First they're going to hear the moment that uh, he actually uh, won the claret jug and uh, hold his final putt
0: Smile that will stay with it for an awful long time after this week the greatest week in his golfing life and Ireland there's your champion
1: Magic, magic stuff uh, indeed. We'll hear from uh, Shane Lowry in uh, just a bit. Um, we'll hear his interview that he gave to Sky Sports in a couple of minutes. Of time. We're first going to talk basketball because Bantry's Joe Keefe will get the chance to don the Irish singlet for the first time at the 15th FIMBA World Maxi Basketball Championships 2019 in Finland at the end of the month. Ireland are in the over 40 women's category in Pool D alongside Mexico, Colombia B and the hosts, Finland B. It's the first time an Irish women's Masters basketball team will take part in an international competition, and it's very exciting for all involved. Colin Duffy caught up with Joe at a recent training session in Bray.
5: I suppose, Joe, firstly, um, you know, you, you could play basketball anywhere in the world, but there's nothing more special than getting to pull on that Irish jersey. You're here in training, you've the Irish kid on, It's starting to get very real now.
14: Yeah, very excited. I haven't played for Ireland before, so it's a great opportunity and just really looking forward to it. Really excited about the tournament in Finland and here's hoping that we do well and do Ireland proud.
5: There's a great group of uh, girls involved and the thing about it too is, for all of you, it's your first time playing basketball for Ireland.
14: Yeah, absolutely, and it's a huge commitment and, you know, a lot of training has gone in over the past few months, so um, we're very, very committed and really training very hard, so hopefully it'll pay off when we get to Finland.
5: There's huge excitement in the squad. I mean, not just are you representing your country in basketball for the first time but this is the first Irish Women's Masters basketball team and that in itself is something else.
14: Yeah absolutely and we've got a great coach um, Mike Murray who's um, really driving the whole um, project or the whole team and um, you know it's just great to to be able to go and represent your country and especially like you said first tournament um, and hopefully it'll go on from here and next year there's another European tournament so Um, hopefully we'll build on from that
5: You weren't just handed the jersey you had to earn it, there was trials how tough was that?
14: Yeah, like, I mean, um, do you know, I suppose going into it, you know what a commitment it's going to be. So um, just had to kind of put your best foot forward and see how it went. And um, yeah, I was delighted to get picked for the team.
5: There's a real buzz here at Trin in, in Bray. You've been here this weekend. You've had a barbecue as well. You know, this is a real international set of
14: Yeah, and we were in the um, National Arena in Talley yesterday, so we had another match there and we have another match here now, and um, it's just great preparation um, so that we can all gel as a team. First time playing together, now a lot of us would know each other from other Masters tournaments, but this is the first time we're we're all um, playing together, so um, it's great to have that practice um, in the run-up to the tournament.
5: You've got players from right around. You're the only one from Cork, but you've got... Mayo. You've got a core from Dublin, who are all different clubs but have played each other, uh, played with each other together in Dublin Masters set-up. You've got a core from the Portlaoise Panthers club as well. There, there's a great spread, and there's a great spread of experience too. You've also got Marla Candon, former Roscommon footballer who's played uh, and won all Ireland with Fox Rock Cabin in the past as well. She's over in Belgium at the moment. She's given up playing at the GA World Games in Waterford to take part of this tournament and Gaelic football. I know how much she loves it. That's the type of commitment that's involved.
14: Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, there's a, a, a you know big range of clubs involved. I'm from Bantry Basketball Club, um, and yeah, there's a few from uh, Mayo, Beach and a lot from Dublin. So yeah, as you said, there's a big big range of clubs, um, and yeah, hopefully we can do Ireland proud in Finland.
5: You're not just representing yourself, I'm sure you'd say. You're representing your club in Bantry and everyone else involved too. I'm sure they're chuffed in Bantry when they heard.
14: Yeah, absolutely. Basketball's really um, developed in Bantry, and there's a very, very strong club underage level. Um, and hopefully there'll be a women's Division Two team this year. So um, do you know, it's going from strength to strength. And um, tournaments like these that help to, to promote the sport in women for women in Ireland
5: you're taking parents in the over 40s you're just a shade over that There's- i suppose about half who are just kind of that 40 41 42 age bracket and then there's others the rest of them are over 50 the oldest is 56 on the squad um but you wouldn't notice there's real spring chickens going around the place
14: yeah absolutely we're very lucky of a few footballers on our team as well and you know there's great speed and um as well as skill so hopefully that will um, see us through in the tournament
5: What is it about this that makes it more special maybe than anything you've been involved? It's that singlet you have on, I guess, at the moment and pulling on that Irish jersey.
14: Absolutely. It's a huge, um, huge achievement and just feel very proud uh, representing Ireland. (laughs) Like I said, it's the first time um, um, I'm playing for Ireland and like a lot of the rest of the team. So everybody's like super proud and uh, just really looking forward to representing Ireland.
5: There's a lot of commitment involved at any age group, but I suppose at this level there's different kind of commitments off court too as well. You might tell me a bit about work and stuff like that and how supportive they've been.
14: Yeah, I, I speak to an Irish therapist with the HSE, so um, I'll be taking the time off work obviously to to uh, represent Ireland, so all my colleagues have been very supportive and, um, and just I suppose with funding and everything, we've had a lot of um, sponsorship, so um, it's, you know, as you said, it's very Big commitment, and um, everybody's just really looking forward to it and training hard. Um, doing strength and conditioning program as well as our regular training and training up in Dublin. So, everybody's put in a lot of work, there's a big team effort.
5: You mentioned sponsorship there, but there's been a lot of fundraising. I, I know some of the players quite well, and they've been going around with the cards and getting the lines filled, etc. As well. Uh, any support is always welcome, and I suppose this is a new frontier given that it's your first time ever taking part in an event like this for any Irish players. Um, represent in Ireland, so it, it's always going to be new. And you'll encourage anyone who might be able to give a bit of support and is listening out there to, to get involved and get behind this team.
14: Yeah, absolutely. It's not too late to, to sponsor the team, um, there's other costs that will be, be ongoing. So, um, any sponsorship is, is very um, well received. And it's just great to promote the sport and women, you know, I suppose to try and keep women involved in sport and participating in sport for as long as, as long as possible.
5: And I suppose friends, family, are they going to head over? I know the games are being streamed, which is a huge help and a huge boost. I don't know if you ever thought you'd be internationally exposed and on a live stream, but here we are.
14: No, absolutely. And um, it's just great so that everybody back home will be able to see anybody who isn't able to travel. So um, there are some family members going over, but anybody that isn't able to go will be able to, to watch it live.
5: I can see the excitement in your face already. Enjoy it. You're representing our country. Come on, Ireland, and all the best with the event.
14: Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Glad. Yeah, it's Bantry's uh, Joel Keefe there, who'll be representing Ireland in the Irish Women's uh, Masters Basketball Team in the uh, World Maxi Basketball Championships in Finland at the end of July. So very, very best of luck indeed to the Irish team. All right, I promise you an interview Shane Larry. This is him uh, speaking with uh, Sky Sport just after you clinched the claret jug.
7: Many, many congratulations. Proudly holding the claret jug. Champion Golf of the Year 2019 here at Royal Portrush. How incredible does that sound?
12: Ah, uh, it's... Honestly, I feel like I'm in like an hour of body, uh, body experience. I, I mean, I was so calm coming down the last hole. I couldn't believe it. I just... What a day, I mean, it was just, it was difficult out there, the weather was so hard, I mean, I, I wasn't going great around the middle of the round, but then I had a look at the leaderboard and seeing everyone else struggling, which was, you know, and then it kind of turned into a two-horse race with me and Tommy, which was, it was good for me, I think, you know, Brooks fell away and JB Holmes fell away in front Then Lee, you know, and, um, you know, I just tried to focus on staying as far ahead of Tommy as I could and, like, I just, walking down 18, I mean, what a day, like
7: what a day you, I mean you seem really calm and relaxed now honestly <laughs> mentally how did you keep in the moment and stay present with the magnitude of what you're about to achieve what was at stake how did you stay so calm how did you keep those honest, emotions in check
12: I'll be really honest with you I didn't um, you know I spoke to I suppose I, I talked to Bo a lot today my caddy I, you know I told him honestly there's only, I can't stop thinking about winning Like I can't stop thinking about holding Clara Chug Um you know, this is like after six, seven holes, and he's like, let's just stay with me, stay with me all day. And, and you know, he he stayed on me, um, you know, on my back, and he kept talking in my ear, and he was great. I mean, what a job he did today. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning and just what, what it's going to feel like then. It's just going to be incredible.
7: Shane, this support all week for you has been phenomenal. How much have you really fed and how much have they helped you get to this point a word about just how special
12: they've been for you uh, it's it's oh, like i can't describe what it was like um the next tournament i play is probably going to feel boring because this week was uh, this week was just something i've never seen on a golf course and they were with me the whole way today um, you know even when i met those couple of bogeys they're cheering me on to the next tee and and um, it kept me going it really did
1: yeah, Shane Lowry there speaking after lifting a claret jug after a sensational performance around Royal Portrush over the last uh, couple of days. He's now the champion golfer of the year after carrying a 72 today, one over par to finish on 15 under, uh, six shots clear of his uh, nearest challenger and his uh, playing partner, Tommy Fleetwood celebrations uh, will continue long into the night you'd imagine and especially back. Uh, Awfully as well. All right, uh, going to get some reaction now from um, Kerry and Donegal playing out a draw today, one twenty a uh, piece in Croke Park. Going to hear first from my uh, Kerry boss, Peter Keane.
3: It was a dramatic finish to the game. Are you disappointed with the draw? I'm not particularly disappointed. Look, it would have been nice to win, but you know we didn't lose, so. We'll start with the positives in the game. Paul Ganey is definitely one of them. How impressed were you today with him? Yeah, Paul did well. I think he came out of it a one four, which is which is nice kicking in any day. Negatives now you mentioned in the press conference there that you weren't happy with a couple of the decisions from the referee. Were you happy enough for the penalty or how did you find that?
15: You know, I, I wouldn't have said that I was I was um, not happy with the referee. Look a referee has, has, has a tough job and, and, and he did his job. Um, it was just when somebody asked me I, I, I made reference to the fact that you know when you're on the sideline sometimes you know I thought there was a few frees a few frees that, that were harsh. Um, but look I, that's the ebb and flow of a game. And coming into this
3: game we made a couple of changes. Moran was one of the key players for you against Mayo he dropped out of the
15: panel was that an injury or why did he drop out? Yeah, yeah he picked up a bit of a knock against uh, Mayo and um, you know we, we were hoping all week that, that he would be fine and, and we made a decision um, not to play him
3: and Donegal also had a couple of key players missing from this game are you disappointed that you maybe didn't capitalise on that?
15: Yeah, we wouldn't get too overly uh, worked up about who they have or who they haven't you know it's about us and, and what we have and who we don't have so it wouldn't take a whole pile of interest in what they're producing three points from two games now and
3: you're probably in the driving seat to finish off on top of this group are you happy enough with where you are at the minute or would you rather be on four points
15: well look sure of course you'd rather be on four points you know, but isn't it better than being on two points
3: Yeah. and going forward now Nathan two weeks time are you confident enough going into that game that you
15: can finish this series out Um, sure look I suppose we'll, we'll go home now and, and, and we'll rest tomorrow and we'll start Preparing on Tuesday for um for for, for meeting in Saturday week.
3: Is there any sign of those players that were missing coming back? It will more and be back for the next game. Jack Barry was
15: also messing with this game as well. Yeah, we're hopeful. We're hopeful we'll have a full hand to to pick from. But look, you don't know after today's game what knocks and Fellas picked up or doesn't or hasn't. You know, so we'll we'll assess that on on, on the road home.
1: Thank you, good just yeah, Peter Keane there of Kerry speaking to end the call after the draw with uh, Donegal. Going to hear uh, from um, Declan Bonner. Uh,
3: speaking to end after today's game Deck and Bonner, finished the draw in the end, are you happy
2: or disappointed with that result? Listen, you know supposed mixed emotions to be quite honest um, but uh, you know, any day you're supposed to play carrying and, and, and get a draw and we, you know, we went toe to toe all afternoon and thought it was a really good game of football uh, disappointed, probably we didn't get over the line but we, listen, we'll take the positives from the game today and um, as I say, we move on, we have a big match in 13 days time and uh, all
3: focus turns that now We'll start with the positives from the game. Coming in, into this game, you're missing a few key men,
2: so who stood up for you in this game? Alison, I'm always one you know, reluctant to heap any praise on, on, on individuals. I think it was a real team, to be quite honest. I know that, you know, the likes of Michael Ray in the second half and Ryan and these guys uh, really stood up when it mattered most, but I think collectively as a unit, I think the lads have a great credit today. They showed real courage and, and real character in that last quarter when, you know, what the game could have went away from us, but we dug in and, uh, yeah, uh, as I say, we take the positive. So we'll take the learnings and we have stuff to, to learn. And negatives from the game,
3: are there any you can take from this? Anything and you're going to be taking forward into the Mayo game?
2: Listen, we have to improve in, in areas. There's no doubt about that there. And as opposed it is winding, we picked up a number of, our, of injuries during the match today. So we'll to sit down and, and reassess that and see where we're at tomorrow morning. And uh, But listen, as I say, we'll take this in. We'll, we'll get back tonight and as I say, all, all focus and more returns to Mayo. How important was
3: Michael Murphy today? 1-7, a couple of free's, a couple of monster free's from maybe 50
2: yards out. How big a player is he for you? Ah, listen, Michael's huge. I mean, he's a huge influence on and off the field. And, uh, you know, leads, leads by example. And uh, he's been, been doing that for the last 10, 12 years. And, uh, yeah, huge player for us and a huge part of the group. And as I say, we hope to, and we take the beliefs from that, Performance there today, and hopefully we can move on now to get that performance there in Mayo. That's going to get us to two points and we need to get into the last four. All right, that's pretty much our show for you tonight. Thanks very much indeed for tuning in
1: to the Big Red Bench this evening. Uh, the Ireland Under 19s, meanwhile, are a goal up on the Czech Republic at half time. Second half just about uh, to kick off. Jonathan Afalaby with the goal for the boys in green to put them a goal up on the Czech Republic side. Um, with France and Norway drawing, it means that Ireland would finish second in their group as things stand. So fingers crossed, uh, the boys in green can uh, see this out. All right, we're back uh, next Saturday from. 6 p.m. Our podcast will be online shortly at redextra.ie and on redfm.ie as well. Follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench. Alan Dunham is up next with Green and Red. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, folks.
2: The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from
12: 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.